Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you're choosing to listen to this. Hello, hi, Dumelang. Um, welcome to today's episode. This is the last episode of the year for me on the last day of the year, on the 31st of December 2020. Um, it's been an eventful year. It's been a very different and difficult year for almost everyone. It's been a year that kept shocking us. Every day, every morning when we woke up, there was a new headline that will have our jaws dropped. And it's been nothing like we've seen before. Absolutely nothing. And it's been different for so many people. But a common name that keeps coming up in almost everyone's conversations when they talk about the year, when they look back at the year, is difficult unexpected and just shocking and yeah man but if there's one thing i'm proud of about people is that they're able to adapt despite how difficult it may be in the beginning with time people just learn to work around things situations or how things have changed or how things now have to be allowed or how life now seems to be. And I posed a question as always for the last, last, last topic of the show. And the sixth episode, yeah, we have grown. <laughs> We've grown. Just the other day I was doing my trial recording and just winged it. And here we are, six episodes later. I'm looking forward to the day where I would have recorded 50 episodes 20, then 100, 110, you know, because that's what this is about. It's about growth. It's about having conversations. It's about just growing in leaps and bounds. And um, getting back to the topic of the day, I posed a question and asked on my WhatsApp and asked people and on my Twitter timeline as well. I asked what the year 2020 has taught us. In all the years that have been normal, we, at the end of the year, when you evaluate yourself and you evaluate yourself, you evaluate how far you've come. You've, you evaluate the things you've achieved. You evaluate looking at the goals you had set for yourself and then say, okay, out of the 20, out of the 10, out of the seven things that I wanted to do this year, I managed to take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out. But this year... At around March, April, the like life came to a standstill for the whole world. Goals were being so difficult to be smashed, you know. Everything that people had planned for the year just came to a standstill. And we just had to, to sit in our homes and be with our families, our loved ones, or alone. And just watch life goes by. There were lockdowns, you know, a whole lot of things, state of emergencies, things we had never, ever seen before. So that means for a lot of people, they were not able to achieve the dreams. They're not able to achieve their goals. They're not able to achieve so many of the ambitions they had for the year that, set for, that they had set for themselves. So because of how difficult the year had been, I decided to not focus on the material things that people managed to get themselves, the goals, graduating, you know, paying one, two, three, traveling. I just wanted to know what it taught people. Like, what is the one thing you take from this year that will, you'll run with for the rest of your life? Like, there has to be one thing that's, that this whole year taught you 
that has you like, if it was not for this year, still, I wouldn't have known such a thing. Because for me, it was a year of, for me and everybody else, pretty much, it was a year of, in, there's, a, there's a word in Sotswana that says, like there's a phrase that says, and the direct translation of that means to listen to yourself. But when you use it, it has so many different dimensions, so many different meanings to it. Huiteza could mean like emotionally, you just want, you just want to, to stay calm. Or it could mean also you want to sleep. When you say you mean you want to sleep. Or it could also mean you want to listen to your thoughts. You understand? So that's what this year did for me. I sat with myself. I listened to myself. I listened to the deepest thoughts that go to the furthest, 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 furthest and darkest spaces that I never thought I could go into. I listened to myself. I was forced to listen to myself because there was nothing else to do except to sit with myself and my thoughts, my pains, my aches, my transgressions, my shortcomings, my disappointments. If there's a year that forced me to deal, it was 2020. But I will tell you about what I took from there at the end of the podcast when I've read everybody else's comments and I've evaluated them and I've said my two cents on what other people say taught them. And the minute I posted this question, like answers were flying in, like ding, 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 ding. People were texting me, this year taught me that, this year taught me this, this year taught me that. And I'm so grateful that in as much as it was a painful year, personally for a lot of people, it was a year of so much growth emotionally, psychologically, because that is what we are about in being real with Miram. We are about taking care of ourselves spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, more than anything, and mentally. The outside can be as pretty as, can be the prettiest face you see, but if you are torn on the inside, it's not good. It's of no use to have the prettiest face and wear the most beautiful clothes but you're torn you have no peace you lack peace on the inside your mind wanders off to places it shouldn't and you lack peace you're you're in constant battle with your thoughts your heart and mind are not at the same place that is not what it's supposed to be the platform of this the reason for this platform is so that we heal we become better people and we talk about things that people don't find joy and comfort in talking about when you normalize them and you say, no, it's fine. It's not, it's not only you who goes through that. So and so also has gone through that. So I asked the question and usually I read about four to five comments, but because it's the last, 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 last episode for the year, I was like, no, man, I'm going to read close to almost all the answers I got back. So they are close to, let me see how many they are, one, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's about 10 of them. Yeah, I got 10. There were others I got, but I, I narrowed it down to just 10. I was like, you know, 10 is enough. I don't want to talk and blurb the whole time that Kantile 
it confuses people or it annoys people or so i'm going to read the comments i got from my question the question of the day was what has 2020 taught you Zizi, a dear favorite of mine says 2020 has taught me that all you need to do is put in the work everything else will fall into place yeah it's it's the same as for today's answer is the same as how I use the law of attraction in my life every day. When I want things, I visualize them. I see myself having those things. But I I don't get to the how part. I don't get to the how will I get this thing part. I tell the universe what I like. I work towards what I want to achieve. I tell the universe, I put it out there. I tell the universe, this is what I want. The universe will conspire for you to have whatever it is that you aspire to have. You do not need to get into the details of the how part. If you want something, don't say, oh my God, why do I say I want to go and have a vacation in Miami? I would never have the kind of money to go on vacation there. The how part is not your problem. Work your way into getting that buddy. Work your way into getting your passport ready. Work your way into trying as much as you can. If you believe in the law of attraction, if you don't have a single cent, you could wake up tomorrow morning and get told that you've been randomly picked at work to go to a trip in, in, in Miami. That's how your faith has to work. It has to move mountains. It has to make room for things that when you tell people about them, they're going to be shocked. Like, no way. You're kidding us. You knew you had a plan to go to Miami all the whole time and you're just like no guys seriously i had no plans of getting there i just knew i wanted to get there i was thinking about it i was visualizing i was working out i had to make sure that my body was paying for the trip for the bikinis because girl <laughs> i could <really> get asleep <laughs> so yeah that's what what does it got from the year that all you need to do is put in the work everything will literally fall into place the universe will conspire for you to have whatever it is that you're working towards what really says i don't know why this is a new thing to what really like who borrows people that car guys like if there's one thing let me tell you if there's one thing that destroys relationships between people it's money it's kids it's cars like those three, you don't play with your child. You don't play with money. You don't play with cars. I don't understand people who do not have cars and then want to live as if they have cars. If you're going somewhere and you know, I don't have a car, by the time this will be knocked out, this will be knocking out, sorry, the combis will be done. Get a cab, arrange a way for you to go home don't be an inconvenience to the people around you because you don't have a car now you want them to borrow to bury you that car to run your errands now you want them to bring me your car so that you go home for the weekend with that car that is not what friendship is that is not what relationships are about don't be comfortable in your life don't want the comfort of life at people's expenses don't do that that will only end up tarnishing your relationships destroying relationships 
so unnecessarily if you don't have a car you don't have a car relax stop stressing yourself stop stressing other people they don't answer you know and that is not what we want that is not what we want so create healthy boundaries in your relationships in your circles stop going over the boundaries that should be set in relationships stop trying to destroy relationships over things like cars not pretty kuma says he learned yeah self-reliance like every man for himself and god for us all at the end of the day all you have is yourself and i believe i'm, I'm of the same sentiments like nobody's going no nobody owes you anything so nobody's going to come and be your hero if you have problems and you you throw your life away you destroy your your your, your life and opportunities you let opportunities pass, pass you by and just become a problematic person because you think my parents will save me my parents will do one two three my siblings my friends you are wasting your life and you're wasting your time and you are making your problems other people's problems we're not saying you should not let people in or whatever but know that your life is your life alone your own hero you yourself you're the hero of your life story so you are your biggest cheerleader as an individual. Also, you are your greatest critic. So everything you do, really, in whatever way, in whatever decision you make, it all comes back to you. There's nothing you're going to do that is going to harm anyone else or going to hurt anyone else about your life as much as it will hurt you, the owner of that life. So don't waste your life and don't sit around and hope people will come in and save you and tell you to get help if you have problems or call you to go and find a job somewhere. You are your own hero. You are your life's hero. So you get up and do things for yourself because in all honesty, you are all you have, sweetie. Katlaro uh, says, life goes on. And for me, it took me a while for this, for me to understand this thing, that life does go on. I, real, I realized life goes on when I myself was going through so much. Like, I just had the most shattering piece of information that I could not comprehend. I, I thought my heart would stop. I thought life would stop. I wanted the clock to be still and not tick. I didn't want a second to go on, but life went on. No matter how much pain you're in, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, 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 no matter what situation you find yourself in, the clock ticks. A second goes by, another one, then a minute, two minutes, then 30 minutes, an hour, two hours. The whole day, people sleep, people wake up, they eat, life goes on. You're there, you're crying, in your corner, so miserable, hoping everybody will stop and look. Hoping everybody would stop and see the amount of pain you're in. You see people laughing and it annoys you. How can these people love when my life is just falling apart? But that's just the beauty of life. When at one point someone is 
having the most shattering pain of their life someone is at the happiest when someone loses a life another one is being born when somebody else is getting married at that moment somebody else is going through a divorce so that is the beauty and the sad thing about life that it goes on it doesn't stop for you to sob it doesn't stop for you to experience the happiness you're experiencing for two more days because this is the this is the most beautiful day of my life so let it extend let 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 a day be 48 hours instead of 24 hours no you get married today this is the only day that is you're going to be as happy as this tomorrow no you go back to work that is life and it was a, such a bitter lesson i didn't learn it this year i learned it last year it was so bitter and painful but i learned it i learned that it has it has to go on there's no way you can be stuck in one place forever no matter how much pain you're in, no matter how happy you are, life has to move on to other stages. And Tabo says mental health is important. I'm a mental health advocate because I have had mental health issues. So without going too deep into it, I feel I'm, I vouch for mental health all day every day i'm a mental health advocate i'm a mental health person i want to check with people's mental health before i check if they look nice or whatever but mentally how do you feel mentally what space are you in so it matters a lot and then we move on banyana says she realized this year that the all god mighty is real there isn't a thing I'm going to add. There isn't a thing I'm going to say except for amen. Praise be to Jesus. Thank you, Banyana. Um, Mighty says saving is important. And if there's anything, any anything that this year showed us is that you need to always have some money saved up for times like this when out of nowhere people are told to stay at home they're not coming to work anymore people are cut off their jobs you know people are paid their salaries in half and if you have saved you can be able to get by a bit after that but if you haven't saved if you don't and enough to save, then you're in for a huge, huge problem. So this year taught Mighty that that saving is so mandatory. It's important, and she wishes everybody else could save. Epe, Epe says, this year taught him that life is too short, and tomorrow isn't promised. You go to sleep, you wake up, and so and so is late. You know, you talk to someone now, five minutes later, you get a call. This person you've been talking to just collapsed and they're late. You don't always have the gift of tomorrow or next time. See you some other time isn't always going to happen. So that's what it is saying. Life is short. Live your life, be happy, do things that make you happy because tomorrow isn't promised. Maruba says she learned this year to control her anxiety before it controls her. 
anxiety is is crippling because what it says to you is you can't be happy when you have anxiety you live on survival mode you're always waiting for something to happen you're always waiting for a call that's coming in that is going to shatter your world you're always around people and you're uneasy because you think people are out to hurt you you think you're not supposed to be happy that is how anxiety works and the most painful thing about anxiety is that you could everything could be so fine but it's there like a dark cloud there just lingering around you just to tell you that there's no way you can be this happy. You're only laughing for 30 minutes. In an hour, you'll be sad. So I know what she means. I've been there. And it's a work in progress for me even right now. And Marova says she's learned to control it. I too have learned to quieten it down. And I'm trying to quieten it more down because I can feel the traces of it here and there in my everyday or day-to-day life where I could just feel it creeping upon me out of nowhere. And I'm like, whoa. But I thought I had dealt with that. And the anxiety says, no, my girl. We're here at party. Um, Bauna says she's learned to be grateful and appreciative of what she has. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. A gratitude heart, a grateful heart, sorry, is a magnet for miracles when you stay grateful for what you have it creates room for you to have even more when you spend your time complaining then your thoughts and your efforts go into the things you complain about but when you spend your time being grateful for what you have you create space for the universe and for god to give you much more because if god sees that If you are grateful for the small that he has done for you, what more then when he does so much more for you? It means you'll be grateful and praise him more, be more happier. So open your hearts and be grateful for everything that you have. Because honestly, if you're grateful, then you open your life to more and more miracles, more blessings into your life. You don't close your heart off to your blessings. Open your hearts. Open your hearts. A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. The last comment that I'm going to read is from Cabello, who says, The power of now. I've learned the power of now. I've learned to do everything now and stop procrastinating and saying, I'll do it tomorrow. Now is the time. Um, procrastination is, 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 is this thing where you have to do something and say, No, no, no. Let's say you have an assignment that you have to submit on Monday and it's Friday and you're like, okay, no, I'll do it on Saturday. And Saturday you're like, no, I'll do it on Sunday. And Saturday like, on Sunday you're like, no, I'll do it on Monday morning. Instead of doing things now, you keep putting them off. You keep saying, no, I'll attend to that. No, I'll see that. No, I'll do it then. No, I'm not ready. There's never going to be a time when you will be fully ready for anything. Even with all the money in the world, you will never feel like, okay, no, I'm ready for one, two, three, four. There will never come that time. No matter what happens in your life, you'll never feel be fully 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 ready for a lot of things so the trick is in starting where you are bloom where you're planted 
I love the saying because it teaches me a lot that you don't have to have the finest things or you don't have to be a prolific person for you to achieve the things you want. If you want to do something, do it now. If you want to open a YouTube channel, do it now. If you want to start singing record song now, if you want to talk show, start shooting now. Whatever it is you want, start now. Stop putting it off because when you put it off, you think a lot about it. And then you end up thinking of what if it fails? You end up thinking of ways in which this thing, there's no way it's going to work. And then you end up putting your idea off. Had you started, you would you would have started and then realized what you have done wrong or ways in which you can improve your project or whatever it is you've started that you're passionate about. That is the power of now, the power of starting, that you start something. And then later on, you'll evaluate and say, no, let me do this better. No, I should have done that better. But if you don't start, you'll never know how great you'll become and you will never have anything to work on to become better. I've read all the comments I got and I hope they opened your eyes or taught you a little bit of something. I'm going to touch on a few things that I personally myself have learned this year. The first, first thing I've learned this year is to forgive. I used to be someone who had a hard time forgiving because I thought staying angry, staying angry was def my defense mechanism. Because if I'm angry at you, I don't give you a chance to talk to me ever again. That's how I am. When I get angry at someone, I become closed off. Like if I get angry at you, I cut you off. Like I don't talk to you. I don't confront you and say, you made me angry in one, two, three, four ways. No, I stop talking to you, then that's it. And that means I harbor a lot of pain in my heart. If someone does this to me, I'm like, oh, okay. They do me like this. Instead of being confrontational and coming to them and saying, you know what? You talked to me this way and I didn't appreciate it. You did one, two, three, four, and I didn't appreciate it. So it means I stay angry. I, I, I think I ignore that person but no, it's the anger that's making me not be able to talk to this person and not want to see them. And I thought when you forgive people, it means you're stupid, they have won, you know, um, they get to get away with it, whatever they did, they'll be laughing behind your back, telling people I did one, two, three to that person and look at that wig. I always say the word I shouldn't have said. <laughs> look at them they're forgiving me but i learned when you forgive someone it gives you the one who has wronged the power to let it go and that is that is where your power is when you let something go it doesn't bother you anymore when you hold on to it it will bother you for 10 years if you hold on to something for 10 years it'll eat you up for those 10 years or 100 years or however long but you forgive and you let it go then that's it's over it doesn't have that effect on you it's not going to eat you up anymore so i learned to forgive i forgave so many people this year people i hadn't forgiven since my primary school days my my, my preschool days junior school senior school tertiary work environment family so many and i forgave them on my own i didn't have to reach out to them and say you once did one two three four because most probably some of them forgot so imagine me coming back to someone and say when i was doing that four you said one two three or you did one two three that hurt my feelings and they're like what never i don't even remember i knew how much what they did hurt me 
I, I only understood the gravity of their actions. And for myself, I needed to forgive and let it go. And I remember after I journaled in my book, in my diary, I journaled, journaled, journaled about letting go. I wrote letters, blah, 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 to those people. Even if they were, never, they were never going to see them. For me, that was me getting it off my chest. And subconsciously, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the spiritual realm, I know they, they saw it or they felt it. And I wrote it and I wrote it and I wrote it and I wrote it. You know, I was so hurt when he did one, two, three. This is how it made me feel. Blah, 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 blah. Also, I was being... I was I was owning up to to my actions and the whole thing and how my some of my actions actually led to what happened, you know? Because when you forgive people, you also need to hold yourself accountable for the role that you played in the whole thing, how it blew over or whatever. And I wrote that, I wrote that, I wrote that, you know, I wrote, I forgive you for this. You hurt me by this and I forgive you for this, this, this. I remember after that, as I was bathing, because I've been just put, like these feelings, I've just locked them somewhere very, very far. And I don't, I don't want to think about them because, you know, what? thinking about this person makes me angry. They did one, two, three, so I don't want to think about them. As I was bathing all those emotions of hurt and betrayal and anger came back and I remember I just started crying, 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 crying. And I was not for the first time I was I was not crying because you did me wrong. I was crying because it's okay. It's okay to admit that I was hurt. It's okay to admit to myself that this person treated me like this. I never thought they could do this to me, but they did it, and it's okay. And I remember after all the purging of emotions and all the crying and the sobbing and the journaling, the very same night, I had a dream, and this dream, I was I was singing um, a rudimental song, Free. So I wake up and I'm so happy, like, oh my God, I'm finally free. You, you know, like it gave me that, that huge pat in the back and that huge affirmation that indeed you're free from all the pain you've been carrying by forgiving these people who had wronged you. And I'm so grateful it taught me that. And also it taught me this year, it taught me to let go. I saw some 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 quote the other day. Someone says, May the portals teach me the art of letting go. I I it like this year I just decided no. The things I've been holding on to for far too long, it's time they go. And they did go. And I realized this has all been in my head. That you know what? No, no, no. I need to just carry this pain with me, whatever. No, it is not necessary. Um. Also, it taught me to start with what I have and where I am. Hence, the me always using this thing, like bloom or you planted. I'd I'd like, 
a simple, very simple, simple example is this podcast. I didn't need to come to a point where I have a studio and speakers and everything. I worked with the fastest thing and the most convenient and cheapest thing I could get. I got an I I I got I got online and Googled what I could use for a podcast, online podcast. I saw this, I downloaded it, I just pressed record and then I started, you understand? With time it'll grow into what I want it to grow, but with but now I need to work with what I have and this is what I have. It's my phone and my voice, my space, internet, and then that's it. It will grow. It will bloom. This is where I'm planted. It will bloom. And the other thing I learned is to prioritize my spirituality. I burn sage. I burn candles. I do candle work. I know what each of the candles mean and represents. Blue, purple, yellow, red, green, pink, white. I have specific days for each of them. I have specific communications with my ancestors for each of them. I talk to God about, I talk to God through them, through certain ways, you know. I burn sage. I pasha, which is to talk to your ancestors. Yeah, you know, I, I'm like, I'm woke. <laughs> I'm woke, honey. Han is woke. Yeah, a lot. And also, my relationship with God has become more solid by the day. More solid. There's nothing. There's absolutely no way I would have survived all the things I've survived. There's absolutely no way I would have been who I am now. I would have been where I am now had it not been by the grace of the Lord and the Lord and the love that God has for me. God has sent me through things that I was certain I'd lose my mind. Or I was certain I'll never come back from this. But God said, no, my girl, get on your knees. I pray like crazy. I pray at 12, I pray at 3, I pray at 6 a.m. I pray during the day, throughout the day. I pray because that is what my name encompasses. My name is Marabello, so it means I live up to my name. Marabello is the only thing that is going to pull me through. Marabello is practically prayer. So prayer is the only thing that is going to see me through life. Everything I want, I'm going to get it through prayer. Everything I go through, I'm going to go through it with prayer. That is my life, hence my name. And I live up to my name by having a very solid relationship with God. And this year, it's been intensified because the things that God has sent me through, I look back at them and say to myself, it can only be God. Oh, I've also learned not to glorify my pain. Not to just always want to talk about it, not to focus on it, not to think I don't deserve to be happy. Yeah, you know, just saying, oh yeah, that happened. And don't camp, don't sit there, don't stay in the pain. And lastly, I've learned that my peace is my treasure. When the year began, I was not in a very good space. My peace was, was compromised in a lot of ways by myself and a lot of people i was miserable i don't work well in a place where my peace is compromised whether it's work environment platonic relationships romantic relationships family 
I, it just doesn't work for me. I become very vile. I become very angry. I become very disorientated because my peace is my treasure. So I've learned to take myself away from situations that disturb my peace and that want my peace to be compromised despite how painful they may be. And the greatest lesson I've learned this year is that self-love will save you each and every time. Sometimes my logic and my emotions, my feelings, my mind, um, they overpower me and they want to, to make me stay or be or get in situations that aren't, that aren't going to represent my self-love at its best, but my self-love saves me each time. These days when things come up, whether it's at work, home, relationships, friendships, whatever, I ask myself, I say this to myself, do I love myself? And I say it just one, I get I'm like, yeah, I get I Would I let myself go through this? If I love myself enough as much as I say I love myself, would I put myself in this situation? If the answer is no, no matter how painful, no matter how difficult it is, I stick to not being part of that drama. If my self-love is not compromised and my peace is not compromised, I can do that. But if my self-love says no to everything else, why not? Whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's friendship, whether it has to do with money, my peace, and my self-love have to top the charts. If they don't, then no, we're not taking part in any of it. It has saved me. It's, it's saved me from a lot of misery, from a lot of drama, and from a lot of just stuff that I would rather not be part of. I am very emotional today. <laughs> I hope I don't cry. 2020 has been a lot, but we soldier on to 2021. I wish each and every one of you the warmest and most beautiful 2021. I wish each and every one of you I wish you love, I wish you peace, I wish you joy, I wish you prosperity, I wish you God's love, I wish you discernment, I just wish you nothing but the greatest of things for the year that is coming. I hope you prep yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, and you are ready for whatever the year brings. I hope you stay prayed up or... You're very mentally in a space where you'll be able to push for your dreams and make a lot of things happen for yourself. To each and every one of you who has listened to this show, who has shared, who has participated, who has talked about it to their friends, their neighbors, their sisters, their co-workers, I thank you so much. The listener, the listening is crazy. The numbers are crazy. We're doing hundreds. And I'm so grateful. I don't take any of it for granted. And thank you so much for supporting what I do and what I love. And may the show grow in leaps and bounds. And may the good Lord bless you, all of you. And 
May we speak nothing but greatness in the coming year. Thank you. Stay solid. Stay real. And always, 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 always remember here in this house, we're all about love. Thank you.